Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor when it deserves to be defending. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week we are, oh my god, we're still in season three. Um, we're still in season three. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's a long road. It's because we take breaks. Well, yeah, that too. It's like that, not just because season two is short, but also because, like, this is the old model of television where seasons are, like, regularly 25 episodes, and it's like, god damn, we're still in season three. Uh, yeah, season three, episode 20, Cold Snap, written by Brian Fuller. This is his final work on the show, I do believe. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have any news, do we? No. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I haven't heard anything. Nothing heroes-related anyway. Yeah, I could be an asshole and just talk about stuff I care about, and you'll be like, cut, cut, snip, snip. Um, I was going to try to be an asshole and be like, is there anyone on Succession who was on Heroes? But I don't think there was. Um, so, <laughs> damn. <laughs> so, nope. Wah, rats. Wah, wah. So, I guess we'll just get into it. Uh, I start things off, yes? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I will. I will crack in, as the professor says. Mm-hmm. I, fu- I fucking hate you because I really love that show. Like, I hate you. <laughs> I fully ignored you for, like, two years. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it, whatever. And now I'm just like, it's the best thing ever. It is a delight. Anyway, uh, we're talking about puppet history on YouTube because, you know, obviously they need promotion from a little nothing podcast like us. Go watch mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a delight. Yeah. So we kick things off with uh, a, probably a previously who did it this week. Uh, Nathan did the previous this week. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I started things off with an extreme close-up of Emil Danko's face. And uh, he is looking in the mirror, looking a little rough, you know? Looking a little weary. A little little torn up around the edges. He's Mm -hmm. been going through it. It's been a stressful time for him. And we get to see him handle his little, like, morning routine. He does a little face wash and he's getting ready to shave. Because this show has a shaving fetish. They totally fucking do. Or maybe just Brian Fuller does. Because <laughs> I was like, Fair. who wrote the episode? Who wrote the episode where Quinto does the big shave? Like, goddamn. Um, <laughs> it probably wasn't him, but it, it might be fun to think that it was him in the room going, you know, <laughs> what this needs. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think it was, well, but yeah. Like, it's like this and then the Bennett stuff like right after it's like mm-hmm. okay um yeah so he's he's doing a shave and it's like very involved he's like putting the blade in the thing and it's like you know this whole ass thing and um an alarm suddenly goes off that the front door has been breached like front door is open like oh shit so he gets his gun which you know his bathroom gun I'm sure he has a gun in every room I fucking hope he does he he, he heads out and sure enough the front door has been left open just a crack and he closes it it doesn't seem like anything is, you know, like anyone's hanging out or he's in danger. And he turns around and it's like, where on earth did Tyler have the time to do this? Like, when and how could he put this together? Um, he has strung up Eric Doyle, the puppet master, like literally like he's in a spider's web of ropes and 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 basically put a gift tag on him and he and he has and it says like you know what does it say it says my gift to you yeah my gift to you and 
And, and he has no idea who fucking left it at all. And so it's it's just a fun little... It's like the thing with the bunny from the last episode. Siler has a new mark and he's having fun. <laughs> so... Yeah. But we do not see hide nor hair of Siler or, or Zachary Quinto in this episode. So this is all you get of remembering he exists. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have to say, Siler poning Doyle must have felt fantastic following the events of Villains. Just felt real, real good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how how do you feel about our little like wink to siler and, and then we don't get him in this episode because i maintain that brian filler is scared to write him <laughs> <laughs> i just i just being a bitch for no reason um <clears throat> yeah no it is um, funny though how he's never in any of the fuller episodes so. gosh really honestly <clears throat> though because he's not he's not in collision because he wasn't cast yet um, mm-hmm. he's not in Company Man, because that's Company Man. He's mm-hmm. not in this, where he totally could have been. Like, yeah, so. It makes me, like, alright, part of me for, like, th- as we continue on the app, watching Danko. I was very sus of who he was, really, because we <laughs> don't get, because Silo was right there in his apartment when we last left. He left the bunny behind. Yeah. We don't know if there was yeah. any kind of, if there was anything after that we just haven't seen. And that Danko received the rabbit and, like, maybe Sala was not there. But I have to imagine, like, I don't know if we find out if they have had a conversation. Like, if they confront each other in the apartment or whatever. I don't know. I don't think we... Because I, I think they meet properly next week. Okay. I think. Now you have me wondering. Um, I mean, they they certainly know each other. Uh, but they've not spoken. So. Mm-hmm. I just... I have to sit here and go, how the hell did he sneak a man in there? Like, how, how the fuck did he do that i'm all about your fucking short distance teleportation at this point i really am <laughs> you've converted me god well how else do you explain it like, how did he get out if he didn't see him with the bunny you know well that's what i'm saying is like Danko's not a little bitch you know like mm-hmm. he he's observant he's trained how the hell is he doing this he's he's boogeymanning again and just sneaking into places and he out without is. like you know he's he's leaping onto ceilings again <laughs> That alarm only went off when he wanted it to go off. Absolutely it did. Yep. But uh, yeah, we got this little cat and mouse game going on, which is a delight. Not enough of it in this episode, but yeah. <laughs> I- I'm just like, I just, I really want to tweet Brian Fuller and be like, why did you never write Siler? Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're so, like, you're so good at like Hannibal and stuff later on. Like, I would have loved to have seen what you, what words you put in that mouth. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know, it's all good. He wasn't in that phase yet, I guess. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, after that, we see... <laughs> we we see the back of a car and Noah getting inside of it. And he, he also, again, shaving fetish. He shaved for shit this morning. It's very obvious he's got toilet paper <laughs> squares all over his face. Um, and he gets into a car and it's just a fucking downpour right now, wherever they're at. And we see, oh, it's Angela in the car. So they must be like, DC, New York something it's new york city yeah where are they it's new york is city. it new york yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah because later because later because the whole planet of the apes thing okay yeah so um they have their little like spy conversation moment where you know they're like oh this should be our last conversation together it's not safe and she's like yeah well 
I know you don't think it's safe for me, but I'm depending on this guy who's too distracted to pack an umbrella on a cloudy day or use a proper razor. And it's like, don't shame a man. You know, (laughs) you can have a shaming incident sometimes. It just happens. And I wrote in my notes, he's probably using those like Dollar Tree razors that will fuck your shit up Mm because he doesn't have like his good razors or whatever. Like maybe Sandra bought those. You know she did the shopping. So, exactly. Like, she got all the nice stuff. She thought for him, you know. Honey, don't forget your umbrella. I mean, umbrella. spoilers. Spoilers, we fully see, like, in season uh, four, him eating uh, cereal because it's all he can make. Like, he is <laughs> he is a hapless bachelor of a man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have this little conversation. And, you know, they're like, oh, family's a horrible price to pay for what we're trying to do. And Angela talks about, like, oh, you know, the irony I'm going through right now, I'm trying to save my relationship with my sons by also trying to save my sons. Like, woof, it's, it's a lot. Like, it's we're, we're doing a big thing here. And uh, they mention Nathan having, you know, flown. Uh, Angela mentions him having flown uh, when Danko pushed him. So basically, you know, things are fucked right now for all the plans that they had made. And she's basically encouraging Noah, like, you know, like, you got it. You got to get Danko to trust you. You have to make him learn to trust you. And she's like, if I were a better woman, I'd say you should turn me over. And I love how he's like, what makes you so sure I haven't? And it's like, okay, this is this is why I'm like, all right, Fuller, you're fine on Heroes. Because you do such a good, like, fucking Noah Bennett and Angela Petrelli. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. These scenes are great. And uh, she's like, no, no, no. Give him Rebel. Danko will be your best friend. And we learn she's leaving the city. Uh, she's out of here. It's not safe for her. She knows when the getting is good. And she uh, gives him her umbrella. And I love the whole, like, tone and dialogue of it. It was very kind of film noir, like, even the music. Mm. Just really good, like, espionage, like, spy shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like, ah, I'm, you know, leaving town, see, kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, they have, like, they have, like, a fun way of speaking to each other. Yeah. Very on the level with one another. But also, like, I love the, like, what makes you think I haven't turned you in? Because, like, I don't know. Maybe he has. He's Noah Bennett. <laughs> like, you don't ever really know where you're at. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Thoughts, thoughts on the little backseat convo? Yeah, where she... Because Angela's concerned about if her sons will forgive her. And, you know, no, yes. like, oh, it's, in, it's in Nathan's best interest to forgive you. So, like, no worries there. And she's like, yeah, but what about, yeah. like, Peter? I don't... She doesn't know if Peter can ever forgive her for anything. Which is like... Yeah, Peter does seem yeah. the stubborn one, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unsure if her son will forgive her for her part in all this, even though, what part did she fucking have in this? This is like Nathan's dog and pony show. (laughs) It really is, though, and yeah, she kind of contributed, I guess, but Mm -hmm. by not stopping him, is that contributing? Like, Like, She didn't know until he already pulled the trigger. That's true. So, but she uh, she also sees stuff and like, she sees the future in her dreams, so she knew he was going to do it. Like, true, or did she? We don't know. Also fair. We get like a fun little like for real moment of her using her power in this episode like oh Oh, yes yeah she totally knows Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen like a lot of the time so she's much harder to catch than a lot of them even though she's not outwardly that powerful she can see him coming yes she can see him coming and she's and she's a rich white lady with resources so exactly double trouble for now for now yeah Mm mm-hmm those resources can easily be shut off, so. Easily. But yeah, this is like a very Danko-heavy episode. Um, how how uh, how How is his uh, rest of his day going so far? Well, in Building 2-6, he's having a nice little walk with Mohinder? Huh? He takes Mohinder to a room, which Keisha pointed out. <laughs> the door <laughs> of the room says human resources, so 
take that in for a second. Oh, God. Because mm-hmm. they go inside, and the room is full of beds with all of the uh, specials that they have caught knocked out on them. Like, Matt's there, Daphne's there, and... Um, Can I just say, that seems like really like a really shitty bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Why don't yeah. you put all the explosives in one room together and hope that nobody ever lights a match? Like, Well, I know Danko's not a fan of it, because he's pretty much, he just calls it gun control at this point. I know, in the sneering way he says it, too. Oh, I, ha- I hate him, and I also love him. <laughs> you know he'd much rather have something else happen here, but it's what he's got to do You just think of, like, Siler, like, popping himself out of, you know, drugs all the time, and you're just like, yeah, this is not a good idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Mohinder, because, you know, this this has happened to him before, where he thinks he's getting brought in to help with Daphne, who's not in great shape right now. They pulled her out of the medical ward and put her into the human resource room. Because, oh, if That's she dies, fucked, oh, man. fucking well, you know? And we also... Well, Mohinder learns that, well, that they know now that Nathan can fly. So, uh-oh. And Mohinder's like, okay, well, why are we here? And Danko's like, because I thought it would be a whole lot easier than carrying you. And they shoot him with a <laughs> trank <bitch>. gun. <laughs> and welcome to the party, Dr. Suresh. <laughs> okay, like, I don't love a lot of this episode, but that was great. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just fully playing on Mohinder's, like, need to be needed, just to scroll yep. his ass down there. I loved it. Just came willingly, and then, like, <laughs> shot him and threw him <laughs> on a bed. But not oh, all the specials Lord. are in there yet, because he's kind of bringing them in, I guess, one at a time. Up next is Tracy. So they're getting a bed ready for Tracy. And we get to see she's still in her hot room. And, oh boy, she's actually letting out cold breath now in this oh, hot room. Oh, Lord. Whoosh heroes such a great little moment of just like oh you thought this was gonna be enough but you're wrong it's like you you put the gas on like training it feels like something that they would do to them at the company for training they put her in like a hot room be like make ice control it make ice right now in a hot room yes yes that is something a a young bennett or thompson would have done to someone easy Mm -hmm. easy Mm -hmm. train them push them get them to control their power better and they've just done it on accident (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they're the government, and they aren't ready to deal with these people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's also like you said, where Sila likes to snap out of drugs, you know? Mm-hmm. Y- you keep someone under for long enough, you don't know how they're going to react to things, so. Yeah, these people do not have regular physiologies like an average non-special person. The same rules will not apply. Not at all. So, still in Building 2-6, we've got uh, Noah and Danko walking back into the human resource room. And Danko's like, hey, buddy, hey, pal, I got you a present. (laughs) (laughs) And I was kind of like, okay, what present could be in this weird human resource room? But okay. And Danko walks him over to, you guessed it, Doyle, (laughs) laying on the bed. And he's like, you know, since this guy tormented your wife and daughter, I thought you'd enjoy seeing him, like, getting his comeuppance all drugged out here. And I was like, huh, how did you catch him, huh? And Danko's like, well, I guess I'm smarter than the average bear. Which is like, again, this made me so sus of Danko in this episode. That fucking, like, mm. little line and shit, you know? Like, okay. I had to I had to call out in this moment in the notes. I was like, this re-gifting son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> how tacky. <laughs> I don't know how happy Sada would be that you re-gifted his gift to his daddy, but okay. 
Um, pretty sure that Gabriel would be really bummed out about that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just not. It's bad manners, is the thing. I didn't get this for Noah. Okay, he rejected my last gift. It's... I'm done with him. This is for you, Danko. <laughs> When I get a gift for my wannabe daddy, he's going to know it. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> it's going to be for him. <laughs> so Noah takes Danko over to an empty bed and he's like, you know what? I want to get you something too. How about Rebel? You know, because that was the conversation he had with Angela. And Danko's like, well, how are you proposed to do that? And Noah knows that they're going to try to rescue Tracy because they were getting like pings tracing back to her. And he thinks they should let him rescue her. Let her lead them to Rebel. And you know what? It's a win-win because if they don't catch Rebel, he'll put a bullet in Tracy Strauss himself, you know. And Danko's like, okay, all right. Because he wasn't too happy about the idea of them letting Rebel break in. But he's like, okay, I guess if you get to shoot and kill one of them, I guess I'll let it slide. So they use like, okay. I've noticed this about Fuller's writing in particular. They use a lot of metaphors in this episode. Mm-hmm. And they refer to her as a rabbit. You gotta open the cage and let the rabbit run. Mm. And you can, you know, mm-hmm. see where the rabbit goes. Yep. Call back to the last episode as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Noah and Danko becoming buddies. Giving each other gifts of people. People. <laughs> <laughs> what a healthy oh. relationship that is. What a horrible pairing that is. Like, <laughs> they just, yep, just really not gonna turn out well, probably. You'd think they'd be so alike, and yet they are not. Well, you know, it's like, this is why people shouldn't date people who are just like them, because it's not good, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's too much. So, yeah, when you pair up with someone who's just like you at work, it's the same sort of thing. You're just gonna clash too much. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to get us ready for the storyline that we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I know I've been excited for it. And I haven't complained about it every time I mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, back in, oh God. All right. So back in California. Yes. Yeah. They're in LA. Yep. Okay. Back in California with, with the baby, with, 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 Kira and Ando think they're with Matt Parkman as a baby somehow. Um, <laughs> and they're, like, pretty sure of this for a good hot minute. Um, and I complain in my notes about it a little bit. But, um, yeah, they're really sure that it's just regular Matt. They don't know why he's a baby. But, I mean, hello, hey, Hero does time travel stuff. Shit happens. So they're pretty open to the concept of it. But it's Ando who's like, no, dude, it's not baby Matt. It's Matt's baby. Like, they figure it out from a little, like, framed photo. And so this is the wrong Matt Parkman <laughs> looking for the big guy, not the little guy. <laughs> I love that line. Um, and it's so great because as they're having this discussion, the TV keeps turning on and it's showing Matt in DC like with the bomb strapped in. And Ando keeps turning it off like, okay, no TV right now. We need to focus. <laughs> it's just like, you dummies, um, pay attention to what the what's happening. Because... As they go about turning the TV off over and over again, including unplugging it at one point, we realize, oh, holy shit, there's more to it than this. It takes Hero and Ando a bit to realize it. But uh, they're bickering about their little mission right now. Heroes change the world, not diapers. (laughs) God, I hate it. I hate that line so much. I hate it. Um, So then (laughs) 
then they're just like discussing, you know, their their obvious like difference in parenting styles. It's like, a, do you know what this episode is like? I don't know if you're gonna get this reference very much, but like, it's like when SpongeBob and Patrick have the little like uh, little baby clam, and uh, like a little baby, uh, it's like a clam or a scallop or something. Uh, that they come upon, and then they end up raising, like, they end up co-parenting it together. And they have very different parenting styles, Rachel. <laughs> so, um, so Ando's just calling Hero out right here and right now. He says, like, he's like, oh, you're going to be the cold daddy. I'll be the warm mommy. And I'm like, oh, my God, why are we doing this? And uh, Hero's real bitchy about the storyline, just like I am. He's like, what are we going to save this baby from, huh? Lead-based toys? Zing. America. And then the TV's on once again, as I said, after it was unplugged. And they go, oh, oh, holy shit. The baby has a power. It's a special baby. Little Matt Parkman has an ability. So that's why we're here, I guess. Dun dun. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not real happy about it still. (sighs) Yeah. They had to have had them have that conversation about, like, is this the baby Matt Parkman? Because of how many fans thought that baby Noah was Noah <laughs> earlier in the season. Oh my god, right? That has to be. Right? Which, you know, some of us still aren't convinced that it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, that was a wild future, our little pocket future. So, our exposed yep. future, if you will. Exposed future, yeah. If you didn't listen to our bonus episode last week, go listen to that, because we talked a little about that in there as well. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, going from there, we see Angela again in the back of that car, and she has, like, a quick little moment where it's like, oh, shit, she gets caught! And it's like, no, 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 it's just a dream. But it's a dream that's happening, like, right fucking now. So she has to act very quickly... She bails out of the car and walks out in the rain right, right when the agents are at her. Like, she barely missed them. And she's walking through this, again, this absolutely torrential downpour in New York. And she charms a man into sharing an umbrella with her. Fucking Angela, I love her. (laughs) And um, they get there and it's like, huh, I I guess someone tipped her. And Noah's like, dude, it's, it's fine. Like, she's stuck on Manhattan. She's stuck on an island. You know, we'll track her signal. We're going to find her. It's no problem. And then suddenly, while they're saying this in Building 2-6, everything shuts down for a moment. And then the generators kick in. Rebel has locked them out of the system. It's go time. So, yeah, Noah says the thing. He quotes the Bowie song. Someone had to do it. And uh, (laughs) he says, Rebel, Rebel. And um, we go over to Tracy whose cell is suddenly unlocked and the heat is off. So, you know, she can break the chains and free herself. And she does. Uh, The cameras in the hallway seem to be pointing the way for her to go. And it's guiding her right into the human resources room where she wakes up Mohinder and then they get Matt and then they grab Daphne. Um, Tracy doesn't want to wait for them. She doesn't want to be slowed down by anyone. So she leaves by herself. But, oh no, there are men on the other side of the doors. So she would have been fucked if not for Matt coming up behind her and whamming them when they get through the doors. And uh, she's like, wait, so we just walk out the front door? And he's like, yeah, aren't you glad you waited for us, you bitch? He didn't say that part. I said that. But um, (laughs) (laughs) he did say the first part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not here for that. Uh, Yeah, so basically, you know, back with the... 
Noah and and, uh, and Danko, it's like, all right, well, here we go. If Strauss does lead you to Rebel, kill them both. I mean, they they have the beds. I don't I don't see why they're being so mean about it. <laughs> they have the space. <sighs> Yeah. Danko just wants him dead. Thorn in his side. He just wants them all dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. and he's just he's just waiting for someone to tell him he can do it. That is literally it. So Yep. <sighs> Tracy being like, I don't want to wait for anyone. I'm like like trying to run out nope. of there where it was like, he clearly guides you for a reason. Like you're gonna go in there and like start unplugging people so you can have help to get out mm-hmm. of there. Because mm-hmm. I can't get you fully out of the building. I can't control people, man. So <laughs> Yeah, but Tracy doesn't, you know, she's she's out on, out for herself. She she's not part of this whole thing. She's on she's team just out Tracy. For her. Team Strauss. Woo 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 woo. Mhm. Mhm. How how does Team Strauss's efforts uh how do they go? Well, we come back to some bare feet walking through a a clothing store and Tracy has helped herself to some nice new heeled boots and a whole outfit. And she goes in there changing clothes, and there's a woman that knocks, asking her if she wants to check any sizes. And she's like, no. And freezes off the security tag on the shirt, and then is like, oh, maybe I should, you know, make myself less suspicious by calling out for her to have her check one thing while I sneak away. And she opens the door, and (laughs) who is standing right at the fucking door but Noah Bennett? No, no, no concept or appreciation of boundaries, that guy. No, just right there. Like, <laughs> how many red flags would it be that this guy just walks right into the store, stands, like, right outside this woman's changing room? Let me tell you, man, as as a retail worker, we're all very overworked and understaffed. <laughs> like, because I was going to make a, I was going to make a big thing about her walking around in her, like, fucking like uh building two six pajamas with no shoes on in like a nice clothing store mm-hmm. in dc but i was like no you know what it actually probably could happen <laughs> so i want to yeah. yeah 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 there's only probably like two people in that store like you know helping other people at that time it's like a boutique yeah yeah they got mm-hmm. other customers to help yes and noah tells her you should have stuck with parkman because you would have rocked right past them and they wouldn't have known and <laughs> he's it's a little bit of a standoff and he's like, I can probably pull this trigger faster than you can freeze. And she snaps I, back. I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She could probably... F- I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being Even a little cocky. we see later on. Yeah, yeah, shit. Live the life you want to live, man. Mm-hmm. Being a little cocky, Noah. But anyway. Yeah, he is. It's his confidence. She claps back by saying that she has been spending her time trying to make ice in an oven... So this breezy 68 degrees, she's really worked up a cold snap now. Hey, episode title. They hey, like to see the name drop. Title. They did the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like that, it's like that family guy bit where Peter's just in a movie theater. Ha, <laughs> they did the thing. They did the thing. They said it. They said it. Speaking of that, Clark, she now knocks on the door and Noah opens it up, taking his glasses off to do so. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, I know this is probably, like, not for the rules, like, you know, guy in the in the girl's room, but, like, my fiancé is just so self-conscious. Can I get this in the size down? <laughs> and Tracy, like, you know, pokes her head out and smiles, like, yeah, this is fine. We're fine. Go away. So the lady leaves, and Noah asks Tracy She gives them is. quite the look, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like a, they better not fuck in my dressing room kind of look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like, oh, why are they? <laughs> I'm over it right now. I'm not going to ask him to get out, though. I have to respect... 
have to respect her facial expression of just like, oh, I can't say anything to them because they're not doing anything right now and they might spend money, but like... Yeah. <laughs> just over it. They're going to make a mess of the dressing room. Yep. <laughs> so Noah asks Tracy, who is Rebel? And she's like, I have no idea. And he then is like, all right, here's the deal. You're going to lead us to Rebel and I will let you go. There will be no more old life, but you will have a chance out there. And if you run, if you kill Noah and you run, there is no more conversations. You will be dead. So, like, that is that. So we cut over to the other half of the escapees, which is Matt and Mohinder, who have brought Daphne to a hospital. And we learn she's septic. And Matt cooks up this excuse, like, we were out dunk hunting and her, her dad was a doctor and he patched her up, but she's not okay, you know? And it was an accident. And he also says it's that the girl is Janice Parkman. It's like, this is my wife, you know? And the doctor's like, we have to report gunshot wounds, but Matt whammy's the doctor. He's like, you're not going to report the gunshot wound, and, you know, I have to stay close. The doctor still <laughs> makes him wait outside, though, <laughs> while they're rushing her off, but, but yeah. I love that. He's like, we need to hurry, so quit with the whammying for a second, my guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right? Ooh, septic. That's not good. No, it is not. That's real bad news bears. Been quite a, quite a few many days <laughs> that she's been shot and <laughs> left basically unattended. So Yeah, honestly. Not That's looking brutal. up for Daphne. Any thoughts on that scene or the Tracy and Noah of it all? Just what I said is that lady's like, they better not fuck in that dressing room because I'm not paid <laughs> enough to clean up this. <laughs> Can they just not? <laughs> And they just not because they they can't. I mean, she can't say anything because they're customers, they're prospective customers. You know, mm-hmm. they've probably got money. Like, oh yeah, it's just like, oh, I feel her pain. <laughs> I feel her pain acutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Noah choosing to take his glasses off because he knows it makes him less intimidating. Loved that. Less intimidating and slightly younger as well. Yes, yes, it does. It makes Coleman look a little younger. Mm-hmm. So well done all around on his end. Yeah. No, um, I don't have a lot to say because we obviously need to get to the best storyline in the episode. So take it away. All right. So Hero is packing <laughs> for the baby because they got to get out of there. They got to rescue baby Matt Parkman. And they call him a baby Genesis device, like power from nothing. And Ando is like, we can't just kidnap a baby. <laughs> We can't do that. I'm glad somebody's saying it. <laughs> like, again, Ando is, like, the voice of reason in this episode, uh, as he tends to be most of the time. And uh, uh, Yeah, lately, for sure. Yeah, def- definitely lately. Definitely post-season one. Season one, he wasn't the voice of reason, so <laughs> not as much. Um, yeah, po- post- post-season one with his, like, woo, gambling, woo, let's go to fucking Jessica or Nikki, and, like... That time with Kaito reigned him in. Shit. So... Hero's like, it will just leave the mother a note. And as they're packing, the baby is turning on all these, like, toy robots and, like, cymbal-banging monkeys and stuff. And Hero's all like, bad baby, stop it. <laughs> and Anna's <laughs> like, I've seen this before on Dr. Phil. You're the cold dad. You had childhood issues. Now you have child issues. Is that why you're afraid of the baby, Hero? <laughs> and, and Hero's like, oh, great, Dr. Anna. You solved a whole crisis. Great job. Good job. And Ando's like, man, your mom died like 16 years ago. And Hero quips back, not for me. And tells him how it happened for him again. Like, however long ago that was. 
Like, that time I went back in the past, I got to watch her die in my arms all over again. So it's not 16 years for me. It's, like, fresh as hell, bud. And Mm -hmm. Ando asked why he didn't tell him. And Hero was like, I was afraid I was going to cry. And Ando's like, well, now I'm going to (laughs) cry. And Hero's like, no, I'm not scared of the baby. I'm trying to be brave for the baby. And as they're arguing, they hear a door open. So they go hide. And we see Janice come in and open a closet. And we get to see a scene straight from E.T. where they are laying in, (laughs) covered up by all the stuffed animals with the baby on top. And Hero and Ando's faces are sticking out. And she's like, hmm, you're not from the babysitting service. She's, like, weirdly chill about it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I always thought that reaction was weird. Yeah. I don't know. I still think it's weird. Maybe she got a text from Rebel? Maybe. Like, something that said, like, don't be alarmed or something? Yeah, yeah, maybe, actually. That is that's a really good point. He's out here communicating with a lot of people, so. Mm-hmm. I, I have several things to say about this. One, Dr. Phil's a punk. Don't listen to his advice. Mm-hmm. Two, um, <laughs> don't ever tell anybody uh, how long they can grieve yep. uh, a parent being dead. And three, <laughs> um, this is a, a fun little way to confirm Hero's age, if you do the math. Yes. Because he was, uh, his his young self was 12 when his mom originally, like, died. When, you know, his current self wasn't there. Um, and he said it was 16 years ago. So he's, like, 28, 29. Yeah. So we have age confirmation for Hiro Nakamura. Confirmed. Confirmed. Stamp it. <laughs> Stamp it with the confirm button. Confirm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, and number four. Um, people can just not like babies. It doesn't have to mean anything deep. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like babies. It doesn't mean anything about me. Like, mm-hmm. don't gotta like subscribe this big, you know, or, you know, put this big meeting on it. Ando. like, I understand for the purposes of the narrative they are, but I'm just like, maybe he doesn't like babies. <laughs> like, that's okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be crazy about having one around either. So that is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. That's all. So take us back to DC again. Yeah, um, Tracy's walking down the street with her new outfit on, and as she's walking around, um, there's, like, this annoying ad that's, like, talking from an ATM, but then it actually says her name, and she's like, oh, and she pays attention to it, goes over to the ATM, where it spits out some cash, hey, money, and it's like, don't forget to take your receipt, and the receipt is not a receipt, it's a train ticket, and so she takes the cash, takes the ticket, grabs a taxi, and she's on the run. She's she's heading out of town. And we pull the camera back, and there's a very familiar-looking uh, silhouette, a very familiar uh, back of a character. And, like, no fucking shit, it's Micah. Who could it else, like, who else could it have been who was doing all this, like, technology stuff? Like, it's obviously Micah. How could we have thought it was anyone else the whole time is beyond me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just because he hadn't been on the show for a bit, I guess, but... Fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it, so. So Micah's there, yay! Micah! Um, Micah, Micah! So we go over oh, to, Before you go over. Um, uh, what? Yes. The yes. receipt wasn't a train ticket. Just. It just said, find- What the fuck was it? It's, it was It was a note that said, locker in Union Station has everything you need. Um, it said boarding pass on it. It was a boarding pass. It said, locker in Union Station has everything you need. And there was a boarding pass. She didn't get the boarding pass until the locker. No, it came from the thing, because I was like, how it did you do that? It was a receipt. Oh, fine, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> gotta lean up, gotta go on YouTube TV and skip to the fucking part. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, fine, I'll do it too. 
play on Cold Snap. Gotta go to Amazon. Gotta go to the thing. Because <laughs> I can't be in Japan right now because I'm talking to you. Do you have a question you should be asking yourself? Who would want to save Peter? <laughs> okay. Please wait for your receipt. It, it, it's, it is a fucking receipt and it's just saying... It doesn't say what? have everything you need. It says Union Station, Locker 413, Identification, and Boarding Pass. Shit. All right. Well, I guess I got to give you your flowers. <laughs> I just saw the word boarding pass and my dumbass went, How do you make a boarding pass? <laughs> he didn't. That's why he sent her to a locker. <laughs> <laughs> because, no shit. Because I thought it was already a boarding pass, I was like, why'd you send her to a locker? <laughs> I'm, I'm just dumb, okay? I'm just a dumb bitch drinking my dumb bitch juice. All right, so. I just had to interrupt anyway. to, to clarify that. No, it's funny. It's fine. Yeah, the receipt is not a train ticket. It's just a receipt. I'm a dumb bitch. Uh, Rebel is Micah. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. We go over to a fancy-ass, swanky restaurant, and we see um, a frequent Brian Fuller collaborator, Swoozy Kurtz. Woohoo! Who is playing an old friend of Angela's named Millie, and she's reading a book about Ronald Reagan, which is, like, too on point to even, like, talk about. (laughs) Ugh, I can't. And, um, ask me who comes into my store and buys all that shit. It's people who look like her. And so, um... Yeah, she, uh, apparently Millie was detained by agents and questioned about her, her people that she knows. It's very Red Scare, man. It's very, like, blacklist shit. And Angela's like, well, you know, like, like, you know, she, she's just like, yeah, well, too bad, I guess. Like, she's not very apologetic about it. She's just like, eh. Because uh, Millie's like, you know, you were never the same after Arthur died. I chalked up the moodiness and the shoplifting to grief. But, you know, maybe, maybe there was something else going on. And she's like, oh, is it pills? Because, you know, <laughs> there's nothing that white ladies love more than, like, when one of their friends is doing pills and they find out. And it's just like, oh, so-and-so does pills. Because, A, it's a thing they can gossip about. And, B, they probably are doing them, too, so they can relate. Um but Angela, who's just, like, soaked wet and is just not look like she belongs in that place, uh, currently, is just talking about, I've dug my sons a very deep hole and I'm trying to get them out. She wants Millie to help her, ideally with, like, a car or some money, anything that she can, you know, use to get out of Manhattan. Um, and Millie is like, you know what, if you want my advice, the best thing you can do is turn yourself in. Obviously, Angela's not going to do that. She goes to leave, but Millie, because they're friends... Uh, gives her everything she has in her wallet, which is like a couple hundred dollars in cash. And as uh, Angela is getting up to leave, she's like, ah, the watercress soup. It's always been a favorite here. And she leaves. Mm-hmm. And so we get to meet one of Angela's old society friends. That's fun. Yeah. The old, the old Angela. <laughs> one of her old buddies. Mm-hmm. I love that she was Indeed. like, you haven't been the same since Arthur died. I just thought that, like, your your shoplifting and all this was, like, grief. It's like, no, you just knew a brainwashed bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't know the real Angela. That's the sad truth. Mm-hmm. We, we, done, we done saw. We saw it. So, yeah. It's just a quick little scene with them. Um, but, always, but always delightful to see uh, Susie Kurtz in anything. So She comes up back again, doesn't she? I think she does one more time. One more time. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I think she does, like, for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, So we go back over to the Parkman residence, and Janice says that she's called the cops, so they need to get out of there. The cops are going to show up. And they go, like, do you know that your baby is special? And she says, and this is where I threw every piece of furniture I had against a wall, that it started during the eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um, the never-ending, does the eclipse actually activate or deactivate anything argument continues. Because apparently, little Matt Parkman, his ability began during the eclipse. Much like how when Matt's first showed up, it was during the first eclipse we saw in season one. And so it's like, I, I just wanted to scream. I was like, which is it, show? Like, does, yeah. does it have anything to do with it? Does it not? Like, yeah. So, but that that was my moment of uh, <laughs> of angst. Um, really, I forgot she said that. And I was just like, ah. I forgot too. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, like, we, we wanted to help Matt because, you know, like, you know, we, we thought we were here to help Matt. And because uh, they were explaining to her, they're like, hey, you know, like. Matt's a cool dude. He's, 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 you know, he's all right. And uh, she's like, he's not a hero. Cause they say he's a hero. And he's like, that's not a hero. He's a, he's a terrorist. And they go over to the TV and uh, actually turn it back on and see what the fuck the news was showing over and over again. They see Matt strapped with the bomb. You know, they hear all the stuff about Senator Petrelli, blah, blah, blah. And, it's like, oh shit. Well, and I was like, well, obviously they're just they're they're staging that to, to make us look really bad so they could do what they want to do. And he's like, we're all special, see. And I thought Hero was just like, I don't have anything right now, but <laughs> like, I I used to be able to do stuff. And Ando shows her his little red lightning, which is fun. And uh, they're like, we're we're here to protect your son. You know, like he's in danger. And she's like, the government coming for my son. Like that doesn't make any sense. He's no threat. And uh, the doorbell rings, and they're like, oh, shit, that must be the cops. Except Janice never actually called anyone. Whoops. (laughs) That's bad. So we got agents here now. And there's a couple of them in, like, suits that are at her door. And they say they need to question her and her son about, you know, and she's like, is it about his father? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, why do you need to question my son? He's never met his father, and also he can't talk. (laughs) I love that. We need to question your son, because that's how they said it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, he's a baby, so good luck with that. Um, maybe they're like, he's a mind reader like Matt. So I can just like, fucking, I don't know. I don't know, man. They think he can speak with him through his baby mind. And so they try to take Janice away, and they're like, search the house. And they, they you know, they, they bust in. But Ando and Hero, they hole up in the room, and Ando is able to use his little red lightning to blast the absolute shit out of an agent. So good job, Ando. Well done for you. And the baby touches Hero at one point because Hero's holding a little mat. And lo and fucking behold, he turns on Hero's ability again. Eat shit, Arthur Petrelli. <laughs> Once again, in hell. And so um, he freezes time. And he's like, yes, this is great. All right, let's get out of here. But... Turns out that the little uh, toddler touch-and-go, as they refer to him, only can turn on part of his power. So he can do, he can freeze and unfreeze time, but he can't teleport anymore. Which leads to an actually kind of funny bit 
where he's like, how am I going to get Ando out of here? Because Ando's like, oh, he's like, you know, in a fight with an agent. And uh, it's just this really great bit where Hero's like shuffling through the house holding the baby. Everything's frozen around them. He goes and gets a wheelbarrow from the yard, brings it into the house, puts Ando in it. And they just haul, and he hauls him away. <laughs> and that's that's how they get away. Is he fucking puts him in a wheelbarrow, which uh, I really felt for James Kyson in that moment because he had to stay in that position mm-hmm. while he was uh, hauled away, mm-hmm. which would have been hard to do and uncomfortable. Yeah. So heroes back. Yeah. He's not like spinach can spinach can Siler like alley level, but like you know he's 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 got something. So. <laughs> While you were talking, I thought of two things, all right? Okay. Um, number one, they told her that they had a warrant for her and the baby because they hoped she'd be stupid and just come along. Yes. <laughs> number two, hey, baby, touch and go. There's a pile of dust that I'd like you to meet. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Actually, can we go back to the first little bit we talked about mm-hmm. with uh, Matt uh, Jr. having that power? I wrote down a whole thing in my notes and I was like, I can't wait to say this. And then I forgot. Um. So they said he can he can basically touch stuff and make life from the lifeness lifeless. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so he's really Ned the pie maker as a baby, I guess. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Except clearly, the touching and it again doesn't is... do the off. But yes, oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know. But but that is not the reason why I called this episode "Diet Pushing Daisies," but it was actually a really wonderful thing to have occur. I'm holding so. my face right now because, like, I didn't even occur to me. <laughs> yep, it's like it's Ned. Brian Fuller has his tropes. It's little baby. It's Ned. Ned's yep. origin story. <laughs> oh my god! It's just a thing he likes using. Yeah. So Swoozy Kurtz, little baby Ned, <laughs> and then what happens later? <laughs> If people haven't watched Pushing Daisies, they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? If they haven't watched Pushing Daisies, go watch Pushing Daisies, okay? It's two seasons. Go watch it. Yes. Get your life together. (laughs) (laughs) You will cry like crazy watching the series finale, but it's like, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so when they, when the way that they put his power, I was like, oh my god. (laughs) And then, yes, the thing you said about the dust. Do we have a character who potentially, when he's older, can bring back the dead? I dare say that's a big possibility. Life to the lifeless. Mm-hmm. What is a dead body if not an inanimate object? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Or what if he could just make zombies? Because there's like, you know, the soul is gone or whatever. Ooh. So much fun with baby yes. Matt Parkman. Uh, yes. Teenage Matt Parkman. Cool Start older. writing some fix for it. Let's see, let's see him get into some shenanigans with that ability. Yeah. Yeah, because do you know who would have made sense to be seen in Heroes Reborn that we don't see? Lil' Matt Parkman. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. He's, like, mm-hmm. mentioned, I believe. Yeah, but, but you yes. know. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. So, let's, uh, what's up with Daphne? How's she feeling? So, like, okay, first I want to preface this where it's, like, you say, like, your least favorite part of the episode is all the baby stuff. This stuff is my least favorite part of the episode. Oh, I'm I'm gonna have fun with this because guess what? I don't hate it as much as I used to. Really? Um, because she has a lot of she has a lot of good points she's making that are the points I've been making about their lack of a real relationship. Um, but the weird whimsical stuff doesn't work. But yeah, do go. On. She does make good points, but I still am not like because I thought I think at the time I didn't hate this as much, but like I really am not a fan of it now. I can I, okay, yeah, go on. I want I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, so. Daphne is waking up in the hospital 
and she's surrounded by flowers and balloons. And as she looks around, she sees that the envelopes all have Miss Stefani on it. And she's like, looks at Matt like, you convinced them I was Gwen Stefani? And he's like, got you a good room, didn't it? And she's like sitting up now and like looking around and asks him who Doug, who Doug, wow, who duck hunting Janice was. <laughs> and Matt's like, yeah. Duck hunting Janice. He admits that it. that is his wife, his ex-wife rather. Which, holy shit, he never talked about his fucking ex-wife and baby with Daphne. Are you serious right now? Yeah, they obviously have a love for the ages, except for they don't. <laughs> he told her nothing about his fucking life. Are you serious? Nope. Nope. Mo, why would he? Yeah, that's a bummer. You don't talk about bummer stuff. (laughs) So Matt says, yeah, I need a believable backstory, so I might as well use this one. Also, Janice went duck hunting? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of surprising. (laughs) How fun. Um, Hmm. Daphne gets up, she's getting dressed, and she's like, makes Matt turn around, and she's like, Matt, listen, all right, we gotta talk. You had a dream about us being married, and that's our reason to be together really you know and he's like it wasn't a dream it was like a spirit walk and (laughs) he realizes how dumb it sounds as well and she's like you know it's not enough to hang a relationship on i don't want to be your surrogate janice and she's like you know what it was nice meeting you and i don't say that for a lot of people and it's time for me to go and i'm not going to slow down long enough for anyone to catch me not even you and she zips away Mm yeah so she's gone uh, I guess, I, yeah, she's okay. Um, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love when she's like, you got baked in the desert. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, she is just calling his ass out. I don't want to be your surrogate Janice. I liked that. It's the stuff later that's, that's uh, less great. <laughs> I liked what she had to say, for sure. But I still was like, yes. about this whole thing. And we'll talk about that more later when we get the air quote reveal. <sighs> yes. Yes. So instead, let's go to Union Station, which, okay, where are we? (laughs) Because that's what I'm saying. Like, we're in weird places all over this episode where I'm like, wait, where are we? In an earlier episode, Noah said he got a place at DuPont Circle. That is in D.C. Mm -hmm. And yet he's come down from uh, an apartment, I guess, shaved in from New York. Because the title card says New York City. Uh, so uh, uh, maybe he's just in a hotel right now because I'm willing to suspend that. Well, wait, but then how is Tracy in Union okay. Station? Isn't Union Station in D- in um New York? Is it? Because isn't Building Two Six in DC? Where is Union? Oh, let's look it up. <laughs> this is my turn this to is, be a dumb bitch. Do you know what this reminds me of? Do you know what this reminds me what? of? Do you remember when we figured out when we were watching Glee how far away Dalton Academy was from? <laughs> From from uh, McKinley. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the places they go to socially are in another town. And it was like, wait, what? Like, that's so far away. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, let's see. Apparently, calling something right. Union Station is more common. <laughs> so, like, there is a Union... Because there's a Union Station in Chicago, which I didn't think about. And so, like, that was the first result that came up for me when I Googled it. It's just, like, a hub station. It's is a it Union just... Station. So... Okay. Well, I would have had the same pause you did, because that seems very New York-centered in pop culture. Mm -hmm. So So that's just like a general name for what can be a train station. There is a a Washington Union station. Okay. Well, there we go, then. Mm -hmm. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Moving on. (laughs) Tracy heads for the lockers, 
and she opens up the locker where she then finds her boarding pass and passport. <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> and you know what else she finds in that locker? <laughs> she finds a pair of Gabriel Gray's clothes. It's another one of his locker stashes that Rebel found, I guess. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You know what, though? Him having a locker at a train station, I buy. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people can just do that. Yep. If spy movies have taught me anything, you can just have one of those, and it doesn't really matter. Is Siler that fucking organized, though? <sighs> I feel like this discussion is one we should have on a bonus episode, it de- but yeah. It depends, it depends on the day yeah. and the circumstances, uh-huh. but sometimes. Anyway, go on. Episode Rachel's watched My Hunter now, and we discuss what type of serial killer Siler is. Um, anyway. <laughs> Is he organized or disorganized? <laughs> well, in this episode, yeah. Oh my god, don't tempt me. You know I, I, I used to keep a running, I used to keep a running body count of his. So, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm very into that, so I could do that. Let's mind hunt Siler. <laughs> let's, let's, let's mind hunt the villains of Heroes. That's fun. Make a note of that. That might have to be an episode we do for multiple of the villains. That would be fun. So Tracy's at the locker. Because Adam Adam is very different from Siler, who is very different from Arthur, who is very different from Samuel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Samuel and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's Samuel? Just yeah. sh- <laughs> we haven't met them yet. Who's she? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Her? Okay. No. Okay. She's at the... I'm like, we're <laughs> checking where I am. <laughs> Back in her locker. She's at the locker, got her ticket, her passport. And Micah comes up behind her all like, hey, I don't hope you... I, blah, blah, blah. Now I can't talk. Because <laughs> you're you're too busy mind-hunting Adam Monroe in your head. <laughs> I would say he's organized versus disorganized. I was, more, I was thinking more about Samuel, thinking like, is he more like of a Manson kind of character? So... Um, a hundred percent. He literally has followers. Mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. like a cult leader. But so is Adam. So is Adam. That is also fair. We Siler's can't do this right now. We gotta do it later. Um, Let's finish the episode. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. This episode is fine. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. We can't mind hunt someone in the yeah. middle of a scene. Okay. <laughs> No, go on, go on. Tracy's unpacking the locker. Tracy is in Gabriel Gray's stash locker. Okay. Micah comes up behind her all like, yo, we're sitting next to each other. Hope we don't mind. And she now knows who Rebel is and is like, oh, shit. Because he's like, I'm Rebel. (laughs) And she's like, I didn't know it was you. I didn't know it was you. And he's like, come on, you know, this is gonna be great. I know you're not a mom, but like, we can help fight people together. We can do this. We can save people. And she's like, just let him have his fucking like superhero family fantasy that he wants. Found family is fine. Exactly. God, let him live his dreams. Sadly, however, Tracy has led them right to him and he realizes, oh, you were like bait. And he kind of also figured she, they might track her, but he didn't realize that she would be the one to to, like intentionally out him. And Mm. he asked her how she could do that to anybody. And... As agents swarm in, he uses his phone and sets off an alarm, like, saying there's a gas leak, evacuate, and they, they go running off. Micah thinks Tracy is a different person than Tracy is. He's only met her, like, one time before this, so... 
Yes, and and we do see in a minute, like, why he thinks that she's a different type of person. Mm-hmm. Poor Micah. Now, now I'm too busy going, like, just thinking of the Mindhunter survey in my head, like, huh, what about, what about this character? <laughs> <laughs> I would say L is disorganized and chaotic, and, like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that the other day about L. premeditated. <laughs> I was thinking about Elle the other day, because I was like, you know, mm-hmm. like, she's a villain, but, like, you kind of forget that as it goes along, and it's like, she fucking killed a man! <laughs> For no fucking reason! That's, like, her, her first one. introduction! Yes. Yep. The power of the charisma of Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she yep. fried a totally innocent fucking dude! <laughs> she sure did! For For fun! Mm-hmm. For fun. She was she was all about that life. She was about about it. Um, we're gonna have to do that as an episode now. You realize I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that's such a good episode. I I'm so inclined to just want to do, and I know I'm a biased bitch, but like Siler would be on Mindhunter. Like, mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm like, we could just do a whole fucking episode. On him. Like, it would like, just be Siler. Like, I tell you, like most of the conversation would probably be about like Siler because he is the biggest killer probably. of the episode. Well, not only not only is he the biggest killer and he has the biggest body count, but he absolutely, I mean, Luke Luke called it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like use that little clip of him, like audio clip of him saying it. Fair use, fair use. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like a serial killer. Like literally, the whole thing he breaks down. I'm like, that's right, Luke. He is. And <laughs> let's talk about it a little more. <laughs> and let's talk about it. Do, do, do. Oh man. Yep. Yep. We're going to mind hunt Gabriel Gray, <laughs> a.k.a. the watchmaker Siler. <laughs> How would, and they had oh the FBI God. after him, but then they didn't. And like, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Write your, write your crossover fic now for Holden Ford to interview Gabriel Gray. And I will wait. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain why that made me laugh in particular? Bill Ted should be so done with his shit so fast. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> if any of this gets left in because they used to date in real life Mm -hmm. that's why Mm -hmm. for like a long time they were on and off and on again and now like for real off and yeah Zachary Quinto Siler and Jonathan Groff the lead of Mindhunter they dated for a long time Mm -hmm. so the idea of those two characters being in the same room is a delight to me (laughs) (laughs) oh man a particular delight what a treasure. I, I'm regretting so seeing this on this path, how, too, because it's doing, like, major... <laughs> are you? I don't think you are. Um, so about that cold snap is coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's because, again, I say this episode is fine. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like, <laughs> it's no upon this rock. Ayo. We're just going to say that every time now. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it. And it's like... Oh, I remember being kind of, huh, about this one. I can only imagine how much I'll hate that mm-hmm. one. All right, so. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to it. Let's try to. I'm obsessed with the thought now, so you're fucked. But um, also, you know, the, the the main man, the big cheese, isn't in this episode, so I have to shove him into our episode as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's what that it's is. It's required. Um, It is. I don't make the rules, so. We see Angela. She's on the streets. 
And she is about to get pinned down by some men. They are on her. They are going to surround her. So, yeah, Angela rushes into this fancy building. They have a doorman and everything. He's like, hey, you know, but she's like an old white lady. He's not that concerned. And so she rushes into the elevator. The men come up behind her. The SWAT truck pulls up. Like, it's real. It's happening. She is boned. This is going down. Angela Petrelli is going to get caught today. There's nothing to do about it. She's in the elevator. She's very anxious. She's trying to get away. But they already have a tech downstairs who's, like, opened the panel and is, like, you know, messing with it to get it to stop. And uh, as this is all going down, you know, the, the tension is ratcheting. I've never seen Angela more scared in my in my entire life. She looks very vulnerable in this moment. I've never seen Angela mm-hmm. like this. Exactly. Because, like, yeah, the Siler thing, but that's different because she thought she could control yep. that. You know, she has nothing to say or do here. So she, yeah, that's it, man. She is a caged animal. And uh, that's, that's it. That's all she wrote. The doors are going to open. She's going to get rushed. Nope. Instead, the doors open to reveal the best son anyone could ever ask for. Peter Petrelli with his mother after everything, flying her away. Eat shit, government agents. Yeah, he's never going to have to get her, like, another Mother's Day card or anything ever again. Like, Nathan could get her a fucking pony and it wouldn't matter. No. He, he saved his mom. Like, yeah. Peter saved my life. Best best kid ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He cares. Which, um, this is all... He does! After everything, it's Peter. Um, this rescue is going to lead to stuff in the next episode, which is so funny. This episode's so mad to me, but, like... It precedes one of my top five episodes. I am so stoked to do next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that they do in the church together is just like, oh, it's so fucking good. Like, yeah. Some of the best acting from Milo. Like, yeah, everyone's great. Anyway, so we do get we do get Peter for like a second in this episode. Hooray! Yeah. We hadn't seen him at all so far. So he comes in right in the nick of time just to save his mommy. Eat shit government. Eat shit Danko. Eat shit Noah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Somebody make that gif and then just put, like, Danko and Noah's faces in <laughs> Like, you definitely eat shit. <laughs> yeah. And any thoughts about that little little Mother's Day present from Peter? I'm just, I'm just glad he saved her. That's all. I know. Peter is the best. I fucking love Peter Petrelli. Oh, my God. I don't know if they established that she reached out to him and he knew where around she was or he just happened to be there. I don't know. Maybe he was following her. Yes, I have to think since he was flying that he, he was following her. I mean, with, with Nathan giving up the ghost, you know, getting caught with his power. I mean, he he had to know that the noose would tighten around his mom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Eye on the sky. And yep. she's vulnerable because, yeah, she can see stuff, but she can't do things like he mm-hmm. can sometimes. So, best son ever, Peter Petrelli. There's a reason he's her favorite. <laughs> Hell yes. There's not even a question about this. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, let's go back to Micah and Tracy, who are not related. Um, no. And we're very firm about that. <laughs> it's like, I'm not your mom. It's like constantly said mm-hmm. in these scenes, which he needs to hear because he is kind of, uh, he's projecting a little bit, a lot yeah. of it. So they're together and she sucks at being trustworthy. We've seen this like over and over. And he's like, I thought you got into politics to protect the civil liberties of every American. She's like, oh, God, you read my bio? I love that line reading. Just like, ew, that's not that's not a real thing, kid. <laughs> like, come on. 
And she's like, well, I got news for you. I'm not that person. I'm not your mom. And I love him. He's just like, yeah, my mom was a hero. You're just a politician. <laughs> that was a burn. He burned the ice queen. So I love, I love Micah being like, so whose side are you on? And none is not an answer. That's like such a great way to summarize where every character's journey is heading at the end of this mm-hmm. volume. Because you had outliers like like Siler, you know, who were just not really that involved because they had other stuff going on. Yes, they were getting attacked by the government and everything, but they were like, oh, I'm not dealing with this as a, as a battle of us and them. But it's become very clear now that it's like, no, if you're, if you're, if you're an us, you have to be against them because they've made their, their choices very clear. So doesn't matter who you are, what kind of good person or bad person you might be. You're going to have to fight mm-hmm. and you're going to have to work together or you're, or, or we're all screwed. Like, yeah. So interesting little moment there. Uh, good foreshadowing for some of the other characters. And so they're hiding, you know, the agents are after them and, she's like, can you do anything about those sprinklers? Because, you know, there's sprinklers everywhere. And she's, and he's like, yeah, I can, you know, I can tell the fire alarm to go off, basically, which would then tell them to make it rain in here. And so she's like, okay, find a way out of here and, you know, keep doing what you're doing and stay ahead of the ice. And this is like the coolest moment in the episode. I am sorry that that's such a pun, but mm-hmm. it is. And so... She's going to release that cold snap. It's coming. I hope you're, you got your little weather forecast up and ready because it's about to get chilly. So Tracy, like a fucking badass, strolls out into this water that's just pouring down from the uh, sprinklers now that the fire alarm has gone off. And they're all coming for her and they've got their guns raised and everything. But she is about to fuck everyone up in seconds. And it's so amazing. She freezes so hard that they all freeze up in moments they can't you know it's, it's like the thing with noah and the gun like can you shoot her before she can i don't think anyone can because they all fucking get frozen the whole entire parking like garage gets frozen micah barely escapes and she even seems to turn into solid ice she seemingly has frozen herself in like a total badass move to save micah she sacrificed herself it would mm-hmm. seem because after the, you know, the frost settles, Danko walks right in and he walks right up to her after the fact and he takes his gun and he shoots her right in the chest and she crumbles into shards. And it's like Noah's face. He's like, oh, my God. Like You can tell he's never seen anything quite like this before, which is impressive because mm-hmm. this guy's seen it all. <laughs> like she she did something that like, whoa, gave him pause. But when we see her face in pieces on the ground, her eyeball still moves. So maybe she can come back from this. That's big. Yeah. Maybe she can reform herself. That's huge. Well, it's like with Matt, like in his powers, we're just seeing how like far they can stretch out with what little they could do Mm -hmm. in the beginning and how like hard they could go and having her in that hot room. It's like you were saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, it's like you were saying, that was just, like, on par with a company test. Mm -hmm. And all these people just getting pushed and pushed and pushed. You're just seeing that these powers are insanely, insanely strong. So maybe stop stress testing all of them (laughs) because it's not leading to good places for humanity. Because I can only imagine how some of these other specials that we've seen had weirdly specific powers 
if they had more time and training and mm-hmm. pushing, what they could, like, explode into. Oh my god, right? Could you imagine the kind of radius Peter might have with his empathy if he still mm-hmm. had it? He could suck powers from, like, blocks away. Like, that's insane mm-hmm. to me. Yep. Big stuff there. Cool set piece, too. It looked really good. Um, oh, yeah. And, and fun camera work. I liked the camera work as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of technical aspects of this episode I really enjoy. So Yeah. That's one of them. I think the Tracy and the, like, getting out of Building 2-6 stuff this episode was great. So Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking speaking of huge radiuses for your power, uh, it it kind of this next scene answers ha, ha, a question ha, ha, that Daphne ha, ha, asked zero. him, didn't she? Uh, it sure She's fucking like, does. Freeze t- t- like time here is it frozen over there? Mm-hmm. Which now we're seeing. So yeah, Daphne asked that question. You know, what's the radius of it? And we see that time is still frozen. Heroes got Ando in his little wheelbarrow with his little baby Bjorn on and he's at a bus stop now. <laughs> he takes a bottle from another baby, which I mean, kind of rude here, but okay. And he's totally being mm, yeah. warm mommy now and he's like, oh my gosh, little Matt, you're being so brave, no crying at all, but you know, you can cry if you want. It's okay to cry, but when time starts up again, you gotta be brave. And he starts time up again Ando jumps up and looks around like, what? Wait, what? Huh? What the hell happened? There's no agents here. Where are we? Hero's like, great news. I stopped time. Little touch and go. Fix me. <laughs> Except, and <laughs> Ando's like, great. Did we teleport too? And he's like, nope. Um, I pushed you in that for 12 miles. <laughs> Pointing to the wheelbarrow. Which, man, I guess Hero got used to walking a lot in feudal Japan. Yeah, right? That's kind of a lot, but you're right. He would he would have done that mm-hmm. quite a bit. So And Hero's like, Alright, we have to go save Big Matt now because time is on our side again. So they're gonna go sell, save Big Matt Parkman. Woo! <laughs> hey Matt Parkman, look at us, we've got your child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's gonna be a delight. Anyway. <laughs> Any comments on the little end of Hero and Ando stuff this episode? I just, yeah, I really enjoyed seeing the radius of his power, which I have to wonder is a new feature. Um, I don't know. We never really had to find out before, right? Because he would just unfreeze and teleport. So I have to wonder That's if fun. his like power is like, he kind of steps outside of time and is able to move that way. You know, mm-hmm. and that would make sense that the radius would just be infinite. But Oh, because he's just moving? Because, like, yeah, like... he's not like Daphne moving, but he's like... He has removed himself from the time stream, I guess, and, like, then puts himself back in it wherever he's gone to. I think they have, like, a speedster in the Flash, like, Pantheon who does that. Who it's just, like, it seems like time travel, but it's just, like, a weird speed, like, stepping outside of time mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I mean, yeah, they've, they've got their little mission. They gotta, they gotta save Big Mac Parkman. Because <laughs> he's got a bomb, but I, you know, do. I figure that out when we get there, I guess, right? Yep. So and it's going to make them harder to harder for them to get around too because hello can't teleport that's a problem that's a practicality issue now <laughs> can't teleport but can stop time so mm, a small nerf true, on true hero enough. at least he has something yes. again he could stop time yata he had his time as unspecial ando and now he's back because we don't know if he can go forward or backward either he didn't try yep exactly we just know so, he can stop I mean, it I guess we'll see yep mm-hmm. alrighty you ready to go to Paris I guess so. We go to Daphne, who is in Paris, because she's sitting on a big old lit-up sign that's in French. 
and she's just chilling there and Matt comes up to her, penny for your thoughts. And she's like, when did you start paying people for their thoughts? And she's also like, huh, you got here fast. And he's like, yeah, I flew. How did you get here? And she's like, I ran on water. And then she looks at him like, you read minds, Matt. You don't. And then Matt floats up like he's flying. Welcome to Parkman Airlines, a subsidiary of Petroliair. <laughs> and she's like, all right, you're flying. Oh, God. Didn't know you could fly. And he's like, yeah, didn't know you could run on water. And he's like, hey, you want to you wanna lift? You want to go on a little, little ride, a little tour? And she accepts and they fly up. It's like, they're not like flying like whoosh, like Nathan does. It's like they're floating up, like standing upright. And yeah. he gives her a little spin around the Eiffel Tower. And she asks him how high they can go. And he's like, as high as you want to, you just have to hold on. And she's like, huh, you really would do anything for me, wouldn't you? Say the word. Let me go. And this, of course, Matt's like, what? And she's like, we're still in the hospital, aren't we? And this is you in my head trying to give me that storybook ending. And he like he apologizes and she's like, eh, I'm not sorry. And she's like, you deserve the real thing, Matt, not a fantasy. And you did make me happy for the time that we knew each other. But I want you to do just one more thing for me. Fly me up to the moon. And they float up and we move to a heart monitor that is flatlined because Daphne has died in the hospital. And we see oh, Matt Lord. holding her hand with Mohinder behind him. Rip Daphne. <sighs> yep. They teased us with Tracy, but then they actually gave us mm-hmm. Daphne as a corpse. Um, uh, yeah, what, what What do you think about it first? I, we, we both know. Everyone listening knows. We're not the biggest fans of the Matt and Daphne relationship to begin with. No. And... I understand, like, the sentiment behind him trying to, like, give her that last thing, and it's supposed to be, like, sweet and endearing, but it's like, man, you're, you're getting, like, her real thoughts on the situation, you know? Like, ugh, I'm, you know, what the fuck, Matt, this is not, like, <laughs> we're, we're not that close. And goddammit, it makes you kind of wonder if he almost didn't Arthur her a little fucking bit when they were together happy, like, God, after right? uh, early season, like, after volume three and before volume four. I mean, she certainly seems like a little more of a, of a, I don't know, comfortable with him character in mm-hmm. volume four. Like, it does kind of make you wonder. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't believe at this moment, Matt Parkman uses his powers like that in a malicious Mm-mm. way. Um, but that still means that he does it and doesn't undo it or realize he's doing it because if he's happy and she's happy... Then everything's fine, right? I think he doesn't realize he d- like, he did it yeah. if that happened. It wasn't like an Arthur, like I'm gonna you know keep you complacent or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. We don't we don't see him maliciously do that shit until next volume, um, and the end mm-hmm. of this volume, I guess. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's like I understand, like you said, and, and like the show's trying to say with like the the sentiment of giving her a peaceful send off when she was dying but there's also like a weird thing where he's like removing her autonomy even in her Mm -hmm. death like i don't know it just doesn't hit the way i think they want she's played as like this whole volume is like a like a bargaining chip and like yeah she's definitely more of an object than a character Sort of like the source um, of Matt's pain, I wrote, you know. You gotta give Matt some man pain by having Daphne. Uh, yes, I I fully wrote in my notes when he's like, you know, 
this is you in my head trying to give me a storybook ending. You deserve the real thing, not a fantasy. And I went, weird to see a character step into the fridge on her own. <laughs> like, and, and they're doing it because who else did we meet this episode but his child and his ex-wife? Yeah, so the show's like, we're going to reckon with that now. So I guess Daphne was uh, some like a weird, you know fill in for Janice until we could get the actress again. I don't know. Like it's, it's weird. And Daphne deserves more than that. She deserves so much more than to just be hooked to Mm -hmm. Parkman. She was such a cool character when she was first introduced. She was so cool with hero and Ando. Like I wish they would have like hooked her with them. Hero and Ando. Yes. I wish she would have had more interactions with other characters. Like she did when she was zipping around doing Pinehurst stuff. Like, and no, they just they just saddle her with fucking Matt, and it's just like even if they were like she's just the girlfriend now, she may as well not even have a name anymore. Even if if they were like we want to saddle her with some kind of romance because oh we don't have much romance in the show, we want to put it on there. They could have put her with Ando because we saw in that like future he like killed Hero. He seemed to be on that same um, Pinehurst team. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> I also commented in my notes about Mohinder being there and sad for Matt. I was like, oh yes. He, too, knows what it's like to base a relationship with someone he barely knows and to be weirdly controlling about it. Oh, man. So if anyone could understand, mm-hmm. it's him. Yeah. I hope Maya's out there okay and not, like, captured. <laughs> I hope she's living her best life, though. If I remember correctly, I think she dies in the comics. I don't remember. Look, all right, all the comic shit we don't remember correctly, so I'm scared to even say that she does something in the comics or not. Well... We'll find out, because we're almost there to read mm-hmm, those comics, mm-hmm. so... I know I'm fairly certain she shows up in a Rebel I comic, think she does. I don't remember what happens to her. I think her. she does. Maybe they wouldn't go after her because she doesn't have her power? I think... I think... I think she dies. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought the Luke thing was so real, and now I don't know what's real. Uh, you, you know what? I'm gonna Google it. Do you want to just, like, finish up the episode? You literally have, like, a five-second scene to talk about. I know, about. but I'm checking this real quick. You distracted us with Mindhunter for like 20 okay. minutes. You can just look up my stuff. I gave us premium content for a low, low price. Oh my gosh. A BRB opening up Photoshop, putting Groff and Quino together in an interrogation room. There's the Heroes Wiki page. It took me to like this other fandom one. I'm like, no, I want the wiki one. No, she's. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Mm-mm, she's not killed in the comics. Nope. She does huh. show up again, though, in the comics. Well. But she's not killed in them. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as sure about that one. I swore that, like, Luke did a thing in the comics. Whereas, like, Maya was like, I think she shows up, but I don't know what happened. I, I didn't. Her, so. I remember her showing up, but I didn't think she died. I fully thought Luke was in the co- <laughs> had a comic, though, so. Yeah. All right. You ready to wrap the episode up, then? You ready for me to wrap yeah, it up? Yeah, it's like the weirdest, like, okay, kind of to be continued ever, where you're just like, all right. <laughs> they could have to be continued on this again, but we get we get one more scene, um, because Milo didn't have enough time in the episode, so... Yeah, and he needs to get paid. <laughs> we see Peter looking out of a window with Angela behind him, and he asks, hey, what do you want to do now? And the camera pulls away, and they are hiding out in the Statue of Liberty, up in her crown... To be continued. It's a little, it's a little on the nose, Mr. <laughs> and again, I I'm a huge fan of his work. I do not like his work on Heroes except for Company Man. <laughs> like they're not that great mm-hmm. episodes. This episode is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like you know, I'm not hate it. I'm just like, eh, it's fine. 
I'm excited to get to next week. Holy shit, am I excited to get yeah. to next week. Like, it's like, get out the way, cold snap. <laughs> like I said, I liked the Tracy stuff in this yeah. episode. The Angela stuff was yeah, good. Same. Hero stuff was Noah fine. Was I didn't awesome. hate Hero stuff. Dinko was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, hate it. Like I did at the time. Um, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Just uh, really noticeable after all the um, opening ones for the volume that just fucking mm-hmm. hit it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're also biased by who our, like, more favorite characters are, so. Yeah, that's true. People that, like, love this app. That's, like, their favorite one. There's not enough. Yeah, that's true. There's not enough Peter and uh, the, the Matt and Daphne stuff. I'm just, I'm glad it died. <laughs> I'm glad that it But why did she have to die for it yes. to die? I'm glad that it kinda called out its bullshit. That but is like bothersome. Yeah. But at what cost? I wonder if there was a point in their storyboards where she lived because again they write it off the seat of their pants. So <sighs> Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. There might have been, just to see what happened. But like Matt needed that man pain, so she opened up the fridge and was like, May mm-hmm. I? And she just mm-hmm. hopped right in and shut the door behind her. She was fridged from the moment she got struck yeah. down. <laughs> God. She was, mm-hmm. though. Like, oh, yeah. I, uh, it's just real Heroes unfortunate. Bridging all the ladies. Da, da. Especially ones that they force with the guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daffy and Elle, talk me out of it. Simone, that's our, like, first big season one fridge, man. Eden. Simone, Daphne, Elle, Caitlin, Eden, um, Maya. Mm-hmm. Maya's still alive, but, like, goddamn, her whole story. Like... Also, Siler's responsible for three of them that you mentioned. True. <laughs> He's an overachiever. He's a serial killer, and we're going now. Would you say? Him. Would you say that his his? Would you say that his uh, his particular profile for choosing a victim is? I think his fucking father pointed out you go for people that are weaker than you, boy. No sport in it. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's true. He didn't hunt down someone like Peter. Peter just got yep. in his way. Like mm-hmm. Going after fucking waitresses oh. and fucking oh, random ass restaurants. Waitresses and cheerleaders and like, yeah. A, a lot of women, but like also some like really just like defenseless men too. <laughs> like, yep. Oh boy. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our socials. <laughs> Let's do them. If you would like to follow us on social media, we are at Eclipse Podcast on the old Twitter.com. Uh, if you'd like to follow our individual accounts, uh, Rachel is at that burb there. Burb with a B, like building 2-6. Are you excited for your new B? You're going to get a new B not too far away because it's different Ooh, every volume. I'm excited. So. Yeah. I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea either. So. so I'll figure it out. Um I'll ring a little bell when you say whatever I feel like should be your new B when we're doing the first episode. <laughs> like, ding a ling Oh, my God. Uh, if you want to follow my my silly ass, uh, I am at Lady underscore Snark. S-N-A-R-K. But, Rachel, are you tweeting about anything cool right now? Nope. Not even Animal Crossing? Nope. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Good golly. I am tweeting about my obsession with an anime called Skate the Infinity. Uh, highly encourage everybody to watch it on Funimation. The dub is fantastic. Uh, it's it's uh, about skateboarding and it's gay as fuck. So. <laughs> I don't know if it intended to be, but it is. So, yeah. 
pretty obsessed with that at the moment. Uh, if you want to email us, we are eclipsepod at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us is through our Discord. We will leave a link to it in our show notes. Come play with us. Come argue with us. Come, uh, I, I don't know, just we'll talk about stuff and things together, about heroes things. Uh, talk about Matt and Daphne and how fucked that was <laughs> overall. Um, like welcome that conversation. But yeah, um, if you're listening to us on your podcast app of choice, uh, please feel free to give us, you know, a like or, or comment or subscribe. We're all over the place. We're on Spotify. We're on Pandora. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Pocket Casts. We're on TuneIn. We're fucking everywhere, man. You can find us. Uh, yeah, let us know how we're doing. We are still just, you know, speeding away on the heroes train. We've got a lot left. I mean, I know it seems like we don't have that much left, like, episode-wise. But, like, we do. We have a whole volume. We have the, you know, Heroes Reborn. We have some more bonus episodes coming. So stay tuned. We got we got things um, lined up for mm-hmm. you. Got me trying to convince myself not to buy all the unpainted prototypes I find on eBay. It's very <laughs> tempting. Um, I keep looking at that Peter just like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. They are cool. Mm-hmm. They are cool. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will see you next time over here on Eclipse. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipse, Danko makes a deal with the devil. Peter has a crisis of faith. Clara and Nathan do shots, 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 shots. And Siler goes on her murder spree. Weird, right? That doesn't seem like him at all. Tune in.